This is a Good Time Charlie production. On your marks, get set. Semi-final. Semi-final makes me think of that lady from Ted Lasso when she screamed at uh, Coach Beard for his uh, terrible tactics in the uh, in the uh, FA Cup. <laughs> semi-final. <laughs> so, that's just where my brain goes. It goes to England as always. So I guess that's just how it works out for me in this particular show. It is Crim Patissier, Great British Bake Off podcast. Uh, we are currently reviewing the great American baking show available over on the Roku channel. Uh, a delightful show thus far. I've really had a good time with it. And uh, I don't know why I didn't expect to, but I really was kind of like, mm, and it just has turned out to be great. They did what they need to do this go around. And that is take it to the tent, take that bad boy right across the pond <laughs> and uh, make a good show. And they have certainly done just that. It is the semifinals. Uh, they just seem like they came out of nowhere. It, 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 it's, it, it's less bakers and it's running faster because of course this was like basically a, a, a pilot this uh, on the Roku channel this go around and like uh, how about we try some stuff first and see how it works and so here we are already at the semifinals uh, uh, another funny open I enjoyed it TV cameras I, is wild yes looking. I was like God damn it's a that, that camera's massive but it's just a good <laughs> bit of fun to be had and I like that uh, who's in the tent this week Diana O'Brien Martin Hollow Head Sorge what was going on with that? <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sarah Chang and Susan Simpson. Yeah. Just down to five bakers. Thus making this week a double elimination week, which is just yuck. I was very unhappy. that It went down like that. Also no intro again this week. Probably hitting the running man. I can't right. help myself. I, but, I, but at least I said something like got, two minutes she me, in. You got me early this week, which means <laughs> I can say that's Nick Jew, which you should know. <laughs> Every week it could be a new person coming here. Exactly. And so I guess I should introduce the lot of us. That's my homegirl, Nick Jew. I love her to death. That's my man, Aunt Big Anthony, is what they call him in the streets. Yes. In the streets being his living room. Uh, I am the internet Taylor 713. I am Taylor 713. That name belongs to the internet. It's my name on the internet. That is why I'm the internet's Taylor 713. And each week we do some shit. I'm not each week, but when in, when in season, just like, you know, your favorite summer fruits, we come through, we get together, we talk about some shits we love. And in this case, it is Bake Off. And we call it Bake Off because we respect the British version of the show. And last week and this week, for some other reason, I just said, mm, who cares about intros? I don't know what, what is going on <laughs> in my brain. My apologies to both of you. We got, um, we got news to cover. <laughs> I only, it only got one news story this week. I didn't even pull two down. So it's just like... They're going to 
set myself up to play this dang music. It's terrible, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm in a state. It is. It has been a week. It is because I got I got a short work week. But that's got COVID again. Oh no. Oh no. It's just all. Um, it's all. It's too much going on right now, and like I'm supposed to be going out of town Friday. So it's like <laughs> it's a lot going on with your man's right here. But worry not. I'll still give you a great show because it's what I do. <laughs> Bakers make the world go round. There you go, people. Bakers making the world go blessed round. A delight at all times. I truly enjoy doing the new. I'm telling you right now. I'm, I realize it's our show, and I probably I'm guess I'm kind of on my own dick. We make a real good show here. It's not just you. People have told me in DMs and whatever how good the show is, how good, how much they enjoy it. Like, it's not just you. I'm telling y'all, I'm I'm very proud of it. Every week, I'm like, mm, yeah, we got something going here. More y'all need to listen to it, but I don't know what to do about that. Those who are listening to it, I'm grateful for you for kicking it with us on, on, on this journey. I got one news story for you this week. Aunt kicked it over to me. When did you send this to me, Anthony? Uh, yesterday, I believe. Uh, fair enough. No, who cares? <laughs> I have the news story. <laughs> and indeed, it is from Monday, uh, July 10th. So it is, it is definitely from yesterday. Uh, he amazes me. 15-year-old entrepreneur opens cookie store in Tulsa, working alongside his ma. Uh, this is by News on 6, which I assume is a channel in Tulsa, <laughs> Tulsa Oklahoma. I don't want to make any assumptions. It does appear to be a news channel of it in Tulsa, in the Tulsa, Oklahoma region of this uh, great nation of ours. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, a young entrepreneur is satisfied, satisfying Tulsans. Well, I'm just in love with that turn of phrase. Tulsans, if you're from Tulsa, I love it. <laughs> Sweet tooth with one cookie at a time. On a Friday, R.E. Colbert III and his mother, Ifai Seye Amusan. If I had to guess, are those Nigerian names? Nah, that don't sound like any Nigerian name I know. They definitely African, but I don't want to just assume. But them some African ass names. Work side by side serving customers at Onifade's Cookie Co. Ever since I was little, she always told me you can be whatever you want to be, said Onafane. At a young age, Onafane found his happiness in the kitchen. That is why it came as no surprise when at six years old, he told his mom he wanted to start a cookie business. Hmm. I tell him all the time, put the work in, put your heart into it, and do not do anything that makes you feel bad. If I say, yeah, continue, continued saying, if you have to go do something every day that makes you feel bad, it is not for you. The young entrepreneur Got the idea for Onafade's Cookie Co. as a way to help pay for his way to visit family in Africa. He said he wanted to make cookies to pay his way. And I was like, that's a lot of cookies, but we'll try. <laughs> Onafade held a bake sale and his cookies became so popular, he decided to open his own business. Onafade's Cookie Co. sells many desserts, but its specialty is the ice cream cookie sandwich. We have about 30, excuse me, we have about 10. Where did I put that three at? We have about 10 flavors. <laughs> And we try to switch them out every day so that you get a different variety every time you come in, said Onafati. With nearly a decade of experience under his apron, that's lovely. Onafati now wants to use what he has learned to inspire other young entrepreneurs. I have two of my best friends here working as my employees. I'm also trying to start an entrepreneur academy for kid, young kids ages 10 to 18. All the while knowing there is no dream too big with his fiercest supporter by his side. He amazes me every time Ifa Seye uh, said, you know, as a mom, you work, you worry about your kids and he does some things like this. And I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry about it. 
Unified Cookies is located at 1114 South Yale Avenue near Route 66. It's open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday through Thursday, 11, p- 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday through Saturday and 1 to 5 on Sunday. If, you're in the Tulsa, if you are a Tulsa or in the Tulsa area, go get you some cookies. Go support this young brother. That's dope. Hey, that's cookies. a damn fine story. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. And I got one sent to me in the meantime, so let me pull that one back up. Where'd I throw it at? What the bloody hell is the Great British Baking Show, The profession, the Professionals on Netflix? Wow. All right, this is Megan O'Keefe over at Decider. We've read one of Megan's stories before, so she is a fan of Bake Off. And uh, so that is a delight. What do, you, what do American fans of The Great British Baking Show in 2023 and could it be something called the Great British Baking Show, The Professionals? The sixth season of the reality competition series hit Netflix today, exposing Gus Yanks to yet another British-born spinoff of our beloved Bake Off. Unlike other riffs on the classic The Great a British Baking Show, The Professionals eschews the tip. Eschews is a great word. <laughs> Paul Hollywood and Prue Leith and a brand of charming amateurs in exchange for a luxurious catering kitchen, hoity-toity judges, and a profesh patissier chefs. At this point, there are now so many great British baking show pretenders on Netflix, you could imagine that they get their own subgenre. So what sets the great British baking show, The Professionals, apart from the likes of Zumbo, Zumbo, Zumbo's Just Desserts, which actually is a pretty fun show. If y'all didn't watch that on Netflix, pretty good. Bake Squad, Nailed It, or Sugar Rush? Heck, what even is the great British baking show, The Professionals, on Netflix? <laughs> Here's everything you need to know about the latest installment of in the epic The Great British Baking Show universe of Netflix. That's a good bar. The Great British Baking Show, The Professionals. What is The Great British? Good Lord. I, I don't like how this is written. It's just like, why have you written this so many times? Uh, it's a British-made direct spinoff of The Great British Bake Off. The show originally premiered in the UK back in 2016. It was originally called Bake Off, Creme de la Creme. Just a great title. Creme de la that, was soon, that was soon swapped for Bake Off. The Professionals. Uh, Note, the reason why the original show is known as the Great British Bake Off everywhere, but the USA and Canada is because, because why people? Pillsbury or whoever. Pillsbury owns the rights to the phrase Bake Off in those North American territories. Hence, we're stuck with the clunkier Great British Baking Show name. You just need to holler at Pillsbury and probably get that dough off. I'm just saying. Brought to you by Pillsbury. I did did not mean that pun that just happened (laughs) naturally out of my mouth, get that dough off, but there you go, people. Wowzers. The Professionals is markedly different from its more humble mother show, The Great British Baking Show. The Professionals is shot in a fancy kitchen that is supposedly in one of England's most spectacular manor homes, mm. though I'm skeptical. Instead of the legendarily cozy tent and teams of two, instead of the legendary co- co- cozy tent and teams of two, co- what the fuck? That's a terrible. I don't like the way this sentence is written, but I'll read it as is. The professor is shot in a fancy kitchen that is supposedly in one of England. That's a parenthetical. It's supposedly in England's most spectacular manor homes, though I'm skeptical. Close parenthetical. Instead of the legendarily, legendarily cozy tent and teams of two compete against each other for baking glory. The participating <laughs> chefs compete, competing are asked to first show their prowess, making miniatures, then tackling a secret recipe. And then there's a showpiece challenge. Both challenges are graded using points and demand higher levels of technical proficiency than the masterworks we already get get in the tent. There's some more to this. 
it's long and clunkily written by my standards. <laughs> Especially considering I just read some some Leaf masterclass writing last week, but uh, yeah, she don't um, like that show. Don't worry, we don't watch it. Well, it's, <laughs> it's new. Um, Spud told me about it the other day, and I'm like, "What?" And he keep on telling me about it because I guess he want me to watch it. You know what? I don't. I truly don't. I mean, I guess I do watch enough professional chef stuff that from time to time, but I don't really go looking for that stuff. I like watching amateur bakers. It's a weird. Um, I'm gonna just shut my mouth. Anyway, <laughs> Freudian slip. You know, just keep it moving, and uh, let's talk signature this week. Our signature this week is meal crepe cake with two hours to complete. Meal, of course. Meal means what? If you hear the word meal, what do you think? Like a million, a thousand. A thousand. It, is, it, it made me uh, quickly think of uh, a millipede. Spanish class. Mil novecientos noventa y uno. Nineteen ninety one. I remember that correctly because uh, it's one of the first things I learned in, in Spanish class back in the day. So mil already popped in my head as a as a as a thousand, and that is of course a French turn of phrase. A mil crepe cake, two hours to complete. Mil means a thousand, like the cake has a thousand layers. In this case, they want at least twenty layers. This I don't think a, I've ever had a crepe. No, what would you have? Also, I noted another non-baking challenge. Mm-hmm. But all... also, too, like the crepes that I have seen being made are really thin. Like, how how would you make a whole cake out of that? Like, when they were talking about stacking layers, my, my mind was just like, that shit is like paper thin, though. Yeah. But they yeah. look what they made look like pancakes. Yeah, it, it is. I felt like it was a it was a just the, it was the halfway point between a crepe and a pancake. Yeah. I don't know why I just said crep like I say that shit. I don't know what to do. Uh, Zach Cherry went back and forth. I may go back and forth. Crep, crepe. 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 <laughs> I'm saying so. Whatever comes out of my mouth right now. Crep, I guess, is what it was what we was going with. Um, first up, Nirali, who uh, wanted to make an ombre creme brulee crepe cake. What, it, what their intention was to make something go from light to dark colored uh Crepes, crepe, crepe. Good lord, the words lost on me. With a vanilla creme diplomat uh, filled, top with a brulee creme pat and glazed strawberry. Creme diplomat, as you may or may not know, is creme pat mixed with chantilly or sweetened whipped cream, gelatin, and a flavor. And in this case, the flavor is vanilla. Mm. Sarah is making passion fruit cardamom crepe cake based on a, uh, a cocktail she said she had had recently. Probably mean somewhere in the UK, somebody whipped up that uh, particular bev. Uh, she's using plain crepes and the uh, passion fruit and lime cream filling. Martin, crept me to the tropics. What a clunky, <laughs> clunky name. Uh, passion fruit and coconut filling top of passion fruit jelly and toasted coconut. Okay, wait, though. Justice for my man. If you say it the American way, crepe me. Like, uh-huh. take me. Mm, okay. I'll lie for it. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that way, man. You know what I'm saying? We're going to crap me. It's because I got the little accent, <laughs> a- accent over that damn E and all right writing. I want y'all to, if y'all knew how serious I take this shit. And uh, so I am therefore saying, saying it as written and I should be saying it as said. Uh, Susan, this, see, watch how this one goes so much better. Hmm. Mill things purple. A, a thousand things purple. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Ube flavored crepes. Crepes. 
whipped cream filling with a raspberry coolie on the side, kind of to brighten up the flavor. And Diana went with, I didn't bold Diana's name here. I'm sorry, y'all. Malted mocha crunch crepe cake, chocolate crepes, espresso and hazelnut cream filling, topped chocolate with topped with chocolate. Wait a minute, top chocolate with a malted glaze. Chocolate with a malted glaze. I don't know how I wrote that. That's my own writing. It's all clunky. Sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I, I like watching this happen hmm. because taking these layers and, and and putting the cream between them and stacking up a whole cake out of pancakes, basically, was kind of mm-hmm. neat to see the process. Uh, watching Susan get jacked up at the beginning, it's like, nah, I mean... People, so I hear this all the time, and I and I, I argue, always argue to the contrary. People will be like, "The first one's always bad when making pancakes." <laughs> and I want you to know, when the first one of the first things I learned how to cook was pancakes. And so when I first made pancakes, it was awful. They became they they were scrambled because I was impatient and, and would not uh and would not wait for them to do what they needed to do. As an adult, I make great pancakes. <laughs> And I make them well, and I don't have one that was burnt and looking crooked when uh, to begin the operation. I just know what I'm doing. So when people say the first one's always going to be whack, maybe at your house, but not over here. <laughs> so, but, but they they said the same thing in the tent. They were like, hey, man, uh, the first one is always going to be bad. And I was watching these people make these crepes, and they were right. A lot of them had bad first uh, crepes. So what uh, ends up happening is... Uh, you know, we get on we get on course, and it was it was a fun to see everybody kind of get it together. Uh, for our judging, Diana went up first. Looks nice. Prue likes the naked edge. Looks really beautiful. The flavors are fantastic. Coffee and chocolate blend blend well balanced. Lovely flavor. Melt in your mouth crepes. And maybe I'm not having the right kind of crepes because I don't think I've ever had a melt in your mouth experience with the crepes mm-hmm. I've had. What Who about is this? Y'all? Who is this that they're judging? Sorry, Diana, Diana was up first. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, again, I don't think I've had a crepe. I, there was a crepe shop downtown um, in Norfolk when I worked out there, but I don't remember having them. I just remember them looking like paper thin and they would have to triangle them up, fold them up in order for you to get like a bite out of it. Yeah. Well, usually they're filled too, but I know yeah. mm-hmm. um, usually crepe Suzette is what's not filled. That's just when they um, throw it on top. But um it's a um a honest uh goodness French dude in a like a couple suburbs over from me. And they got a uh a crepe shop and we stop in there and them crepes is pretty damn good. Do they melt in your mouth? <sighs> they not now and later, but they'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to have some. The, the, downtown Cleveland there used to be a, a crepe shop down in the in the in the old arcade. No, the the, the old, you got it right. The uh, the, arcade, the arcade, and then it was the the same one um, owned by the same people in our famous uh, Westside Market. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And so I, I had I had it in the arcade uh, before. Not it was like a, it was like Nutella and uh, I don't know what else was in there. No, because you know I don't bang with fruit like that. And I don't know. It was pretty good, but I don't know if it melted in my mouth. But you let me know, okay. listeners, if y'all had a if I had a crepe experience that uh, comes out like this, because I have not. I mean, I know usually if you get some pancakes that are just like buttery, they got the right amount of butter and the right amount of syrup on them. 
They just yeah. like float away. <laughs> fair, fair. Maybe I'm just I'm not with Lita's life like that. Uh Sarah's up next. Uh likes the top. Sides a bit wayward. Poetry. When Pro said that, I was like, God dang, that is. I don't know if I'm eating food right. Because I he never <laughs> had nothing. I was like, well, this is poetry. So uh, you haven't you haven't had a bite of food and like it sung to you? Maybe I'm just greedy. <laughs> it'll be times where it's just like something. Cause I, I know you don't have times where you just chase that bite again. And you it never happens again for the most part. Mm-hmm. But like you get the just the right amount of crispiness and the sweetness and saltiness, and this is like, yeah, this is what we're eating about. Fair. Fair. Man, I need, I need I guess I need more poetry in my consumption. That's what I'm going to say. A, a lovely flavor. The passion fruit and cardamom work well together. The white chocolate decoration is fun, but irrelevant. <laughs> it was. Like, you, know, you ain't got to be that hard. Um, Susan's up next. Pancakes done beautifully. This cake looked so good, y'all. Yes. Oh, and my God. It was gorgeous. Just, oh, this also, purple. Also, Sarah... White. This is when I was talking about Sarah being cocky. I'm the only one who did raw edges. Like, no, Susan did raw edges too, babe. <laughs> Calm down. I did not think of that as cocky. I just thought she did. I thought you didn't know no better because there's a couple of people who did the raw edges. You were not alone, but. She was just like, yeah, I, I'm the only one who attempted that. Like, girl. I mean, to be fair, Nick, she does wear a headband. And usually people who wear headbands are just like, I'm sorry, a bandana? You were a bandana. You ain't you ain't got yeah. no you ain't got no cooth, my dude. No. Also, no shade to her personal choices to not shave her armpits. Oh. My issue is why are you wearing a sleeveless shirt in the kitchen? Like a tank top. I mean That is something I usually notice. And I have never I've not noticed it this whole time. How funny. This episode, I was like, God damn, her armpit hair is hella long to be out right now in this kitchen. And I understand, like, it's a television show. Same reason why they don't wear hairnets or whatever. But I was just like, this is a a step too far for me. Yeah, she's the Bruce Springsteen of the kitchen. She's a rebel without a cause. Um, (laughs) She's uh, not very aware of her surroundings. Yeah. Well, yeah. Clearly, we know that. Yeah, now. you just said she, yeah. she's like you ain't the only one to drink that, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, Wonder where her placement is at in the kitchen. Like, is she up front? Maybe not realize she need to turn around and look back, or is she in the back and she, just can't she, see? But, she, but she said that shit after everybody already placed their shit at the end of the table. She was like definitive. Like, I'm the only one who did that. Like, girl, no, just turn around. Mm-hmm. Because she'd said it in her interview, her post interview. Whenever, I mean, I don't know when they when they take that, but I would assume they took it after everybody was done. Yeah. Uh, but but where were we? Oh, we were talking about the loveliness of Susan's pancakes. Yes. They rather they rather. Hey man, I'm I'm about to tell you how many because I wrote it down. Every time they say pancakes, it's in these notes. So trust me, I say it because they said it. Pancakes done beautifully. Where where there is their actual turn of phrase. Rather like the flavor. Can see why the raspberry coolie is necessary because it is a bit boring, though pleasant flavor. A flavor more vanilla may have helped. A hero flavor was needed. Tastes nice, 
just forgetful. So if you go, for, I'm like I said, I want you, I hope y'all watch this and see how yeah. absolutely stunning this 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 cake was. It's gorgeous. And then this is kind of boring. It tastes like vanilla. Makes me go, damn, man. See, and this, this like, no, go ahead, Aunt. The one thing that messed me up is you missed one thing that they said. They wish it had to taste a cardamom. Now you just got finished tasting. Prue Prue suggested suggested cardamom might have been the, a flavor to go with to go with this. Not necessarily she wanted cardamom. She's like something. Yeah, but the mere suggestion <laughs> when you just got finished tasting it, what uh, that that's kind of unfair because that's what's forefronted in your mind when you just got finished tasting a cake that had that in there. Like that was kind of like I mean, maybe kind of rubbed it around. They showed it in the real order. That's yeah, true. I, yeah, we we don't we don't know what the edit order, but if we take it for what, what it is, you just they she just has some cardamom, and then you're like, oh, it's oh, more cardamom because that yeah. shit was poetry. So you're right. If if, if assuming that 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 laid out like that, man. or after that, she had the cardamom after and said the poetry line as shade to Susan. Uh, that would been you know that would been the edit I would have chosen. <laughs> <laughs> that cardamom. Um, you know what? That's what I've been missing in my life. <laughs> Holy smokes. Uh Martin's up next. Looks great. It's huge. Mm. Decoration good and professional. Prue loves the passion fruit, but says it overwhelms the coconut, because that's what this is supposed to be flavored with. Pancakes beautifully cooked. Very delicate. Summery flavor. Shame the coconut flavor didn't carry inside. But wouldn't complain if someone gave me that on a plate. So mm. a very mixed review when it's all said and done. It's like, which one is mm-hmm. it, man? It's always like that. Paul be saying the meanest shit, and then he be like, "Ah, eh, but I'll fuck with it." Like, which one is it, Paul? <laughs> but I, I think the the main thing is when you say it's something, and it's something else. They're not complaining about the flavor. It tastes good. It tastes really good. And like oh, recently, but you told, but you you told me it was gonna be some coconut in that bitch. Yeah, I ain't taste the coconut. Thank you, yeah. Anthony. Um, I Sorry. recently had um Mitchell's um sorbet passion fruit. Mm-hmm. That shit blew my mouth out, dude. Um. It is so sour. It's like it's 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 very very good, but it's just like I can see if that if the if those flavors aligned, it it, it will blow everything out the water. That passion fruit was uh super super sour. Yeah, and Martin's and Martin, which we learned this week, seems to be a fan of, of a more tart dessert than a than a sweet one. So, which I, I get it. I like that. I like the idea of it rather. Yeah. Uh, Nirali is up last. Very attractive. A real celebration of chocolate. The dark to light really shows. Clever. One of the lightest chocolate cakes ever. The crepes melt in her mouth. It's got the chocolatey flavor, but it's not overwhelming. Very well done. Probably some of the best remarks in this round. Let me just say that. <laughs> it's, it's like Sean last week. It's like they, 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 the last episode, rather. Uh, just came through in the signature. And that was... <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, technical challenge. Our technical challenge this week is a key lime chiffon cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, two hours to make this happen. What is requested is three layers of lime-flavored chiffon sponge filled with lime-flavored creme pat and a ginger crumb for decoration, along with 12 pipe rosettes and 12 twisted limes on top of the rosettes. Super specific is so not, but also not specific at all because it's the technical challenge as to what they want. And so it's like everybody was like, they want them between them. 
roots. <laughs> and it's like when they show the example, it's like, no, it's clearly laying on top of the rosettes. And I'm just like, that cake look good. And I kind of want a key lime cake now because I'm like, yeah, that all sounds amazing. I don't know where I'm going to get a key lime cake at. That don't seem like something we really doing over here. Like, I get that it, what he wanted, but I'm like, I don't think I've ever bumped anything like that in my cakery. I'm a real cake guy, y'all. <laughs> I've never heard of a chiffon cake, and I just looked it up, and it looks like a pound cake. Mm. Um, and somebody asked, what is the difference between a sponge cake and a chiffon cake? Mm. Oil. Mm. As opposed to a butter? Uh, so sponge cake, it says, typically contains flour, sugar, eggs, and baking powder. In contrast, chiffon cake also includes oil. Mm. So, like the addition of oil. Yeah. So, butter or shortening or vegetable oil. So, is that like an angel food? Wait, no. That's what it looks like to me. It says chiffon cake uh, being made with vegetable oil instead of a traditional solid fat such as butter or shortening. Hmm. It looked like an angel food cake or a pound cake yeah. in these pictures. Yeah. Have you guys ever had angel food cake before? Yeah. yeah. It's like a, a ton. It's like uh, a sweet sponge. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never had it before. the best way possible. I, I used to see it like back in the day, like they used to have a nickel, the nickel bakery cake. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I've never had it before. I, I, I think, I don't know if you'd be a huge fan of it, but I think you'd appreciate it for what it is, you know? So. Mm-hmm. You should some some angel food. Uh, nothing about this. Uh, tech, the challenge seemed uh, to pull it. Everybody seemed to do, I thought, pretty well in their in their cake production. Nobody seemed to, the 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 issues that arose were uh, Susan not getting her, her 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 icing just right. Yeah, and uh, Narali uh, frosting a warm cake, just like like. I know, I know the ideal is <laughs> it needs to get done, but it's also like just put it in the fridge for a little longer. Just give give it that extra two minutes, maybe. And but I mean, Tom, Tom is, is a old fickle motherfucker on these things, so that's what people got got it. Are judging on this particular challenge. Sarah's up top. Crumbs need to come up a little higher. A nice coating of mascarpone collapsed down a bit. Almost raw. Mascarpone is smooth and very light. Not perfect. Martin's up next. Likes the decoration. The ginger biscuit's a bit sparse down at the bottom. Needs to be much higher. Uh, I'm, I'm This is my own personal little note. I'm glad he said biscuit, not cookie. <laughs> uh, sponge feels quite heavy. Slightly overmixed. The ginger is in every layer. Prue likes it, but it's not what was to be done with the ginger biscuits. Uh, Susan's up next. Classic cream cheese problem. It went liquid and looks a mess. Hmm. Cake doesn't look bad. Creme pat a bit gloopy. Uh, Narali lost definition of, on mascarpone. Looks as if it went on warm, softened, and lost its shape. The rosettes collapse. Quite a good cake. Not as light as it could be. The creme pat's a little thick. A tiny bit gluey. Gloopy, hmm. goopy. I don't want nobody talking about my food like that. Yeah. If we're out to make it, unless they're super into glue and goop. I mean, I'm again, I did the masala about doing that. Uh, Diana looks neat. The mascarpone has gone on beautifully smooth all the way around. 
The ginger crumb is nice, but an unusual color, very light. Prue thinks too light. And once again, Diana looks so pressed as they judge her. So much so that people, I have uh, saved an image of Diana's face when they judge her. So y'all can see it. Let me. <laughs> she was so scared. Like she was about to cry or she was ready to argue. <laughs> that is exactly the, the, the face she had. Where did I stick this picture at? Also, this was our um, namesake challenge. With the crimp hat. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Get, had the crimp hat a flowing. So, oh, I gotta... but when they cut into her cake, I knew she was going to win when I seen, like, the crumb of it. Like, it looked absolutely perfect. Like, the like the actual cut of it and the crumb and the, the way it looked. I can't, I can't even be, I can't even say you wrong because she was on one, but. Look at that face. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets super red. It's like you got you gotta you gotta relax. She, you know what I'm saying? She she just must want it way too much. <laughs> yeah. She got there's that, that that competitor in her, maybe I guess. Yeah. Like I, I had a thought like earlier, like sometimes when they're judging, I'm like why they get? Why do they saying this shit to them like this? Like this is only a competition. Everybody here really to have fun. I don't, I don't really. Want, I don't like. I understand. I might have made a mistake and stuff like that. But like, ain't no use of you being angry about nothing, Paul. We all here for fun. <laughs> but see, I I think it's not for fun because it's like the ultimate baking competition. And if and you've got like Paul Hollywood, the king of dessert. Too many people done got real good jobs after doing this show for it to be just like, yeah, it's just fun. Cause it's not just fun. It's like it, it is it can get you it can get you paid for almost a lifetime for some of these people. So I'm a I'm a I'm a be all, I'm a, yeah, put some respect on my fucking process because I might make you a millionaire. Or at least get a couple of bucks in your pocket. Oh, let's finish it with Diana for forgive me. Uh Sponge clearly came out early enough for the cake to be chilled, and it's all the better for it. Her only quarrel is the ginger crumbs. She wants them darker and higher up. So here is the ranking. In fifth, Susan. Sponge is tough. Mascarpone wasn't right. In fourth, which was kind of shocking to me, but, uh, you know, whatever. A bit heavy, too much ginger in the layers. Number three, Nerali. Not who, bad. You didn't say who was for? Sorry. Martin. Did I'm I miss sorry. It? Martin. Yeah. <laughs> it, they they seemed so okay with it when they first went through it and Prue was like, I like the, the ginger in, in between the layers, but I get it. It wasn't what they up to the standard they requested. So uh Nerali, not bad. Sponge a little tough. Two is Sarah. At first thought it was a bit raw. Apologized as it wasn't raw and the second t second tasting it settled a bit and it was lovely. I and, thought so. I think she said I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like yeah, that's okay to know that. I'll be calling my shit raw when it's not. Yeah, you better apologize. Got me all looking like whatever on TV. <laughs> and of course, that leaves number one is Diana. A nice layer of mascarpone. Would have liked the ginger darker, but a, a light sponge, and it was beautifully layered. The word beautifully, you're going to hear a bunch over the rest of this course of this for this program. <laughs> Just to note, Nerali finished in the middle. Yeah. After having the best comments, in the signature. Yeah. Just a note. 
if we're if we're keeping track here. Middle of the table, man. I'm telling you, it it is a, it is enough to make you make and and it was just. I really felt I really felt like I saw them really click on their judging this week, and it's the semi, so I know why. Mm-hmm. But they really was like, no, we hitting and hitting hard this go round. I was like, okay, I I understand, and it's funny to see it go from where flavor might have got you over the hump last week. It certainly would not this week. And so I really wish they would have given us another episode instead of yes. sending home the two this week because yes. the it just really unfair. I don't think Narali should anyway. <laughs> yeah, we should we should we we I deserve is too strong a word, but we deserve a quarterfinal because we get a quarterfinal <laughs> in the regular show. It's a it's, it's a big deal to be to make it to the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. And basically, last week was just you know you know episode four, and here we are the semifinals. It's like nah, man, you gotta just. It's necessary to do the the show like it's done for it's done that way for a reason. Yes. So yes, I think I agree. We did. We I think we all did suffer. I think it, I think it suffers a bit for it. And I was not happy with a, with the double elimination. And I was anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh showstopper Nick Jew, were you showstopped this week? No. <laughs> what what held this back from greatness in your eyes? Uh, first of all, an ice cream cake. I've never had one where the cake part isn't a fucking cold, wet brick of disgustingness. This is your nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I When I think of my perfect piece of ice cream cake, quote unquote, it's when um, Baskin Robbins used to make those like pies. It was just a shit ton of ice cream inside of a crust. Perfect. So um, my man, my man Gabriel yeah. is a massive ice cream cake fan, and he loves the DQ <laughs> joint with uh, with the you know the your chocolate crumblies and so from the song. And uh, we always, even to this day, even though we know we were never going to change our minds on to argue the point, is ice cream cake cake. He says by nature of being called cake, that is cake. I right. say it is a cake shaped frozen dessert. Agreed. It's, but this shit right here had like actual cake in it. And, and, indeed, which which one? No, cake. And, <laughs> I would and, never want that to touch my lips. And also, you can't really build anything that's like very spectacular looking, given the constraints of the challenge. So, no, I was not hmm. show stopped. Okay, we will. I like to revisit that. Yes. Uh ice cream cake required scratch made ice cream with cake elements. Four and a half hours to complete. It's a pretty substantial amount of time. Yes. That's like, that is a work day in the damn sand at that point, y'all. Uh, Martin is making a malt shopped memories. It's a banana sponge, alternating layers of chocolate malt and peanut butter ice cream. I don't like banana, but uh, everything else about that sounds scrumptious. Uh, Diana is going for a spumani, spumoni amaretto ice cream cake. Pistachio sponge between layers of cherry amaretto ice cream with a chocolate pistachio almond crunch. Don't that sound like too many words? <laughs> almond crunch. I'm like, what is what what is that? I mean, and I, and again, at no point did they tell us what that was, and so I'm just like, okay, I have the words, but I have no idea what it was. Uh, the cake was topped with a bowl of ice cream sandwich macarons, uh, Morello cherries, amaretto velvet liqueur, and a bit of cherry powder went into the the flavoring of this cake. Remember that, okay? Okay. Susan's up next. A garden of memories. It's a cake bomb covered in chocolate, Swiss roll. So the cake is Swiss roll. You got to imagine that on the outside, right? Cut into, you know, so you can make a bacon Swiss roll, cut it up. 
then layers underneath that of coffee of coffee ice cream. And so you got your ice cream in the middle. You got the cake on the outside. And on top of that, a uh, garden gazebo scene representative of where she got engaged. And in my notes, I write, the ideal seems old-fashioned and boring. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... All that brown. Yeah. It it, it, it was nothing interesting about it at all. This is where boring, I feel, would be the word. You know what I'm saying? They said it for her uh, her ube uh, cake, and I'm just like, I feel like that cake was anything but boring. That was sweet of Paul during that challenge. He was like, boring is cruel. It just Correct. didn't have a hero flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, he don't do that. That was, right. I, you're right. That actually was very much out of the norm for him. And I was like, I appreciate that, bruv. Uh, for Nerali, an Earl Grey celebration. Either y'all drink Earl Grey tea, y'all like Earl Grey? I do. I do. I wish they made it at oh, yeah, the Cologne. You, you said oh, you drink no. uh, uh, Lady Grey. Lady Grey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Base is a walnut honey sponge layered with Earl Grey and spiced chocolate chip ice cream. Layers of lemon curd with orange shortbread crumble. Here we go again, a crumble inside of a cake situation, but probably because it's ice cream, it probably may have held up a little better. Top with toasted Italian meringue. Sounds disgusting. <laughs> There's a lot going on there, right? That is a... Yeah. Uh, last up, Sarah, orchata, and she pronounced it with such orchata. It made me laugh hard. Espresso ice cream cake. Uh, the horchata and espresso ice creams are separated by a layer of uh, of cake wrapped in a vanilla genois. I like that the Americans pronounce it genois, and like the British who call it Genoese, it is genois, people. Uh, <laughs> sponge with a colored inlay. And I, I had to laugh that the Brits didn't know what horchata was. Mm. It's like Paul was like... I- I don't know what our child is, but what the fuck is our child? And it's like, let me get you right. But you're going to ask somebody to make some goddamn tacos. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he mentioned again, like, um, that he, he just recently, recently. Uh, went to Mexico. Like, he had to redeem himself. He's like, the redeemer. Mm-hmm. Um, the redeemer. This is where I felt like what we, we, we were like, you can't really decorate or gang really bang with, but she pulled off something I thought was really beautiful. Yeah. The outside in- was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That inlay was so well done. Like, like in the time she had with the ability she had, I was like, okay, that is really well done. Her and her and Martin, in my opinion, really put on a show in the uh, showstopper. Uh, judging. Dan is up first. The ice cream is quite thick. And they said that in a way that maybe that, that you should take that as a diss. I want you to know that something <laughs> is powerful, overpowering to prove. Paul loves the flavor, and uh, but he he says the outside could be neater. It was a bit of a mess. I couldn't believe she really brought that to the class. It did also, that's two show, two showstoppers in a row where it, like it's kind of ugly, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what she pull off next week uh, or next like a episode. Tim Burton cake. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> Every Tim Burton movie, <laughs> including <laughs> Dumbo. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Narali, uh It dropped a bit. The ice cream didn't set. Lovely textures, interesting flavors, a triumph. Yeah. Paul likes the flavor. The lemon works beautifully well. The honey sponge. Everybody's like, yes, yes, yes. The issue is an ice cream situation, an ice cream challenge. The ice cream simply wasn't set. Uh, Martin, certainly a showstopper. 
the ice cream is beautifully said. It's America on a plate. Also, Paul said <laughs> America on a plate because they be throwing the R's at the end of shit. And I'm like, where? Where? It's an R in there already. Leave that one where it's at. <laughs> it's got everything. The ice cream is beautifully set. The lines are vivid and strong as you slice it. Chocolate's the best one, like silk in one's mouth. It's fabulous. F A B O L O U S. Yes, we know that's not how you spell fabulous. People settle down. <laughs> <laughs> How do you let that man go through his whole career spelling shit like that? F-A-B-O. The same people who let Nelly call fucking toes manicured. Yeah. How would yeah, you do that? It's a whole name for that. <laughs> <laughs> they just let him do it. And it's the same <laughs> amount of syllables he could have fucking said. I'm a sucker for cornrows and pedicure toes. It could have been right, but he would have no. lost nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think what's worse is the people who condone it. I'm and, and like, right. it's, it's like, they make an excuse. But you, know, but you know what he meant, though. It's like, it's like right that word is there and available. Use it <laughs> right there. Words mean things, people. Oh, uh, Martin's uh, judging concluded with it just works. So there you go. He was he did really well. Uh, Susan, messy Swiss bro. God damn. Ice cream a bit soft. Love the flavor. Like an excellent cappuccino. The sponge is so hard <laughs> and the ice cream is still not set. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> a shame. Texture's not great. Flavor, just delicious, but flavor ain't getting you over the hump in the semifinals. From the woman who brought you scrambled egg flavored cake comes. <laughs> Unset hey, ice cream cake. Ice cream running. <laughs> like, how, sweaty? <laughs> oh, my God. I love her, though. I love Real. her, though. I know. She's Seems like, like a great girl. lady. I know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Sarah. Uh, sorry, I got, again, I didn't bold my notes there. Frozen horchata in an ice cream cake. Clever. It's gentle. All about little flavors coming through and packing a punch. This is where this is where I again prove Prudley's writing. And I it's like I can now I can make sense of how she wrote so well after she said this. It's so restrained and so elegant and so perfect, I would not change a thing. She absolutely bodied it. And uh despite uh, her, uh, her, her her behavior this week, it, it must be respected because she came through. And did the damn thing, and I'm at, at basically at, at all at all stages of a uh, uh, performance this week. So, good on her. She did her thing this week. I just have very little like respect for her in the competition because I do feel like she middled her way to, to the me. very end, and, and I don't think she was like the runaway winner last week. But this week was all her. Yeah, she yeah. she she just rope a doped them. That's all. Like she seen what everybody was doing, and her rockabilly is just. <laughs> Seems like they're going to go all the, all the way. Which is crazy. But Diana, like, Diana been doing well. Like, you know, she's she's been competing, like, throughout. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, Diana and Martin have been our, like, toughest competitors cons- consistently. Consistently up there. Mm-hmm. And, 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 like, whereas... I'm not saying Sarah was in the middle, because she was, she was a bit beyond... Just... <laughs> Basically, a C student until we right. got to this last quarter of school, <laughs> and then she got her shit together. 
Like if she was on RuPaul's Drag Race, she would be one of the girls that just was safe through the mm-hmm. whole competition. Not top two, not bottom two, just yeah. safe. Yeah. Uh, Starbreaker is, of course, that Sarah we just spoke of. And again, she she earned, last week we might have had a little bit of, mm, but this week. That was her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a double elimination week and we lost uh, t- two of the greats. Uh, uh, Susan and Narali both eliminated. Uh, for Narali, it really was kind of a sorry for your luck. For uh, Susan, she yeah, was at the bottom of the table for about three weeks in the, in, in technical. So and she knew it too. She said when she did when she she said if I finish technical fourth or fifth, I, um, that's pretty much it for me. And then she was like, I have to like hit it out of the park for the showstopper. And I kind of made like a. She said, I think I got on base. <laughs> I hit a single. <laughs> oh, she knew. I, 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 I as we watch shows, these shows, you get, I don't know, if you enjoy it, I feel like you get, you get a little close to the bakers in your mind and heart. And it's like, damn, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for, for, for this loss. I'm glad they both made it as far as they did. Uh, they, they really brought something to the tent and, uh, well, you know, so, hey, we'll, we'll, I, it means I get to follow two more people if they, if they're on IG. I followed Sean, uh, uh, today as I was, uh, <laughs> putting the show up on, uh, <laughs> on, on the various, uh, whatever's so uh that is the semifinals of the great american baking show and uh finals next week final or well next week from when you hear us but you know next episode and i i'm, I'm again I, I i have been watching weekly i've been good about that i had to watch it by myself this week because my, my poor lady locked upstairs oh, no <laughs> so i might have to rewatch this episode with her just so she can uh, at least see it and uh, and so forth, but then like I'm saying, I'm out, I don't know. It's a lot going on, people. Hmm. Um, what was I gonna ask? Well, y'all know what it is. Um, what's no, our uh, no feedback? No feedback this week, <laughs> and I didn't. Let me and because the show just went up today, I don't think I got anything, any uh, responses on the old polls quite yet either. So chill vibes this week. I can go poke, and actually, that's the wrong browser because I do bake. I do creme pat in this browser over here. <laughs> when you do multiple shows, people, the, the ways you have to be able to work around all these things is uh, <laughs> each show basically gets its own browser on my computer because it has to be that way. So I can log in everything. But let me jump over here just in case and we'll go back two weeks and see how people were people responded in the, uh, the bread week polls and the like. Nothing I sees, which is weird. That means I didn't even vote in that poll, and I make the poll. So, <laughs> but also, I, I said I don't know who listens to the show on uh, on uh, on uh, on Spotify, who listens elsewhere. But yet, still, let us know if you if you do get a chance, let us know where you listen at. I, I would like to uh, kind of get an idea of where people are are uh, getting down with the getting down at because uh, I don't know. I kind of like having data like that. Google Podcast uh, now. I'm a Google po- Podcast man now. Yeah, you were saying you, you made the crossover. So, and apparently it's a very uh, an, an, an easy easy uh, process. So, like I said, if you uh, are looking for something to, to 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 get your podcast with after this uh, Stitcher situation, and are on Android, and I think I think they have an iOS app as well. Google Podcast seems to work well. I use the Apple Podcast app. I know people hate it, but it hasn't. Uh done me wrong yet 
And then uh, when I'm listening elsewhere, I'm a Spotify, even though. So I stopped giving Spotify my money because I was opposed to the shit they were doing. But I do listen for free now. Fair, fair. I um, I use an app called Downcast and I've used it since my Android days. It's just one of those apps that it, it works very well. And uh, I don't think it costs anything, but I don't don't get me to lie. Like I said, I've used it for so long that it might have cost me something at some point and I don't know anymore. But uh requires a little more technical know-how. It's not as easy as just, you know, typing in the show and going. So that might not be for you. But if you think you got a little bit of wizardry, just a tiny bit, not a lot, then that might be an app that works for you. And like I said, it, it, it for years was on Android. I don't know if it still is, but because I've been on iOS for a very long time at this point, but still. You need help. I mean, you still listen to it. Let's say you still are listening to it on on spot on. Uh, excuse me, on uh, Stitcher. And you need assistance. Just let me know. I got you. I'll, I'll figure it out for you and walk you through it. Because it's just what I kind of thing I do. Uh, what's our poll this week, y'all? Angel food cake or pound cake? <laughs> Is that fair? I feel or, like that's maybe an- not fair. Or angel or devil food cake. Oh, angel or devil's food cake? Why the devil got to be the dark cake? Right? Stay woke. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's let us consider. Hmm. Should we be ubaying in our desserts? Well, I know. Um, like. I, still, I think it's kind of current now. Like Trader Joe's been going ube crazy. Um, they had uh, like they got a, a bunch of different ube desserts right now, like currently. So if you guys want to just get the feeling of what ube tastes like, head to your local Trader Joe's. They got like um, their ube covered um, JoJo's, which is like their their Oreos. I think they got like a ube pancake mix. Um, so. If you're looking to see what it tastes like, uh, head to your local Trader Joe's right away. How do you think Ube will work in a sweet potato pie? I mean... I think it would be bomb. Probably be, yeah, it probably wouldn't be much of a difference. Real nice. That'd probably be a real pretty pie to have. Things we think on, people. And and uh, that is what it is. That, that one went by quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, that's Nick Ju. I um, promise you, in the finale... I will introduce you. are going to do an intro. <laughs> it's me. Uh, that's Anthony. Yeah. Big, uh, big Anthony Tatum. I'm here. Um, deal with it. Fair. Fair. <laughs> uh, I am the Internet Zero 713. We will do it again next week, people. Uh, get your bake on. One more week My. left. Man, that's crazy. That went by so fast. Six episodes was weird. They should have gave us more. Mm-hmm. What happened to your ass? It used to be beautiful.